We are only to leave our house for one of four reasons. A. Shopping for necessities. B. Medical need or providing care. C. Travelling to or from work if you can't work from home. And D. Once a day for one form of exercise. Which is why I am standing here on the beach on the north coast of Northern Ireland. I've come back home and I have chosen that this morning my one form of exercise is going to be taking a dip in the Atlantic. So I'll be back with you in a few minutes once I've had a splash. <laughs> well that was not tropical. So back out of the water I can't exactly say it was a very substantial swim session. But, it's got me out of the house, got me out of lockdown for a few precious minutes. <sighs> yeah, so on the next episode, I'll maybe bring you out with me on a, a cycle and then the following one, a run. But, that's my one allocated bit of exercise for the day, <laughs> as short-lived as it was. <sighs> so yes, as I was saying... We have woken up to a bit of a new world here in Northern Ireland and here in the UK as a whole in that the government have now not only advised us but have told us that we must stay at home for our well-being and the well-being of others that we can only go outside the house once a day to exercise and that's what brings me to the beach oh my feet are freezing So yes, this is also changing things in terms of the sporting landscape at the minute. So the Olympics, oh, is it happening? Is it not happening? All these triathletes and training for the event in Tokyo, is it actually worth their while for this summer? It seems as of last night, so this is Tuesday morning, last night Dick Pounds from the international olympic committee said in an interview that he believes the olympics will be postponed there has not been an official announcement on that but it is likely that will be made soon so it seems that the olympics in tokyo will be put back to 2021 and so the triathlon event that we were also eagerly anticipating will in all probability be 12 more months away than we expected it to be but that's okay we can all have fun in quarantine things have been going on there was one race since the first episode a couple of weeks ago in Mululaba which I will tell you a little bit about although even at the time that was up in the air whether that should have happened or not was it right when I think the day before that event in Australia, the Australian Prime Minister had said that mass gatherings should not take place, but yet the race went ahead. Was that the right thing for the event organisers to do? Some athletes even felt unsure about that and pulled out. I'll be telling you a little bit about that over the next half an hour, along with 
some other fun bits and pieces. So, thanks for joining me. It's great to now be able to say that as well as Spotify, this podcast is now live on iTunes. So hopefully that is making it available on all the channels that you look for. If not, let me know and I'll get it out on other platforms too. But here, while I'm standing, freezing my chops off on the beach, chatting to you, I should probably get dressed. I'm just here in a beach robe and I've left the flask of tea I had made myself at home on the kitchen table. What an idiot I am. Also, if you're able to expand on what one form of exercise per day entails, that would be really helpful as well. Like, could I get away with a six-hour cycle? Can you just go out for the whole day as long as it's just one exercise session? I'm not really sure. It hasn't been made massively clear. I'm going to get dressed. I will chat to you again from the warmth of my own home in a few minutes' time. All right. Cheers. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch since the first podcast. It's been great to read through your messages. And together we'll find a way through this mad time we're all living through right now. First up, let's chat some news. And there's one thing stealing all the headlines at the minute. The Olympics. It is the story consuming the sporting world right now. It is crazy how fast news changes as well at the minute. It's now Wednesday, and after my sea swim yesterday morning, when I mentioned about how I thought it seemed likely that the Olympics would be postponed, I decided to hold off recording the remainder of the podcast yesterday because news was moving along so rapidly that I thought I'd hold off until today when I had some more concrete information to share with you. So, in summary, Tokyo 2020 is off. Not cancelled, but it has now definitely been postponed until the summer of 2021. Well, likely to be the summer of 2021. At the very least, it will not be this year. The president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach, confirmed the announcement yesterday and said that rescheduling the Tokyo Olympics is going to be like trying to piece together a huge jigsaw puzzle. He knows he is in for a struggle. After achieving an agreement to postpone the event with the World Health Organization and the event's Japanese partners, he said, the agreement is that we want to organize these games at the latest in the summer 2021. But this is not restricted just to the summer months. All the options are on the table, he said, including the summer 2021. Now, this is the first postponement in the 124-year history of the modern Olympics. And cancellation was considered, admitted back. But he said that all along, cancellation was something that the IOC felt they could not favour. And thankfully, we've not had to come to that. To be honest, he sounded more than a little unsure of the details himself in his interview. And understandably so. He said that there are thousands of questions that his team will need to address ahead of the rescheduled event. And a lot of us locked in our homes with 
no real idea of what the next few months have in store can probably sort of sympathise with him. It's a very, very strange time. But most people in the triathlon world were in agreement that something had to be announced sooner rather than later with the Olympics. And at least this announcement might give athletes some sort of clarity and enable them to change their training plans looking ahead. Which, in all honesty, probably involves more than a few kitchen workouts and bizarre sessions involving toilet rolls and cans of food that they've stockpiled. But what about all those athletes who had toiled away over the past four years looking to peak for this exact moment in time? Lots of them might have chosen certain races to do over the past couple of seasons, specifically with Tokyo this summer in mind. So, how are the big names in triathlon reacting to this news? Well, last week I'd mentioned about how exciting the women's individual event looked set to be at the Olympics, with so many great athletes at each other's heels. And one of the names I'd thrown out there was the Swiss former Olympic gold medalist Nicola Spierig. Now, Nicola has such a brilliant story. She's now 38 years old, she's a mother of three, she's a law graduate, and she was hoping that Tokyo this summer would have been her fifth consecutive Olympics. She won back in London 2012 in, oh boy, the greatest triathlon finish ever. Seriously, if you've never watched footage of this race, stop whatever you're doing right now and look it up. Okay, I mean, go now. Like, pause this podcast, go onto YouTube and search for London 2012, Nicholas Spierig and Lisa Norden. Genuinely, it was drama, the like of which you will never see again. How it is possible for two athletes to be separated by less than one hundredth of a second after almost two hours of racing is beyond me. Staggering stuff. Anyhow, as I said, Nicola was gearing up for Olympics number five and just yesterday on Twitter shared a few messages with her followers suggesting that the one-year postponement may make her reconsider whether number five is actually going to be possible. She hasn't ruled it out, but she said this, For the past months, I have been working daily towards my goal of competing at my fifth Olympic Summer Games. While I was highly motivated, the uncertainties in the past few weeks have proved to be increasingly difficult. I am therefore glad to have clarity now and fully support the IOC's decision to postpone the Olympic Games by one year. I think it's in the best interest of all athletes, coaches and everyone else involved. People's health and well-being absolutely must come first. As far as my sporting future is concerned, the decision obviously has an impact. I will take my time and discuss my options together with my family and team before coming to a decision in the weeks to come. It would be a shame if the delay of the games put this race just beyond Nicola. Either way, she's had one of the most glittering careers in the sport and can hold her head high whatever decision she finally comes to. Well, what about the rest of the main players? Let's have a little scroll through some more Twitter and Instagram reactions to the news of the postponement. Two-time champion Ali Brownlee said, Evidently a very tough decision for the IOC and other stakeholders to make, but in my opinion the right one, both for the message it sends to people around the world battling with the virus 
and to give clarity to athletes attempting to prepare. Team GB's Georgia Taylor Brown said, I was lucky enough to compete on the Olympic course last year and ever since I have been working away to try and get myself there again. News came in yesterday that the Olympics will now not take place in 2020, but in 2021. That is the safest and most sensible decision. It's hard to swallow that right now, but we keep going and we keep working towards that goal. And finally, Taylor Spivey said, this is good news for global health and for athletes with training restrictions. Thank you, Olympics, for putting the person before the athlete. And I think that's ultimately how most of the runners and riders feel. They're just glad to have a little bit more clarity on the issue, and now they can start setting their eyes on one year from now. Next, Mululaba in Australia. Wow, for one magical day between the last podcast I put out and this one, there was sporting action. Crazy to think of it now. The first day of the season, and hopefully, hopefully not the last, there were athletes who questioned about whether it was right to even send people out to the start line in the Sunshine Coast, with some suggesting that that World Cup event might have been putting people at risk of either transmitting or catching the coronavirus. Still, the race did go ahead, and it provided some superb action. In the women's race, the British athletes Vicky Holland and Georgia Taylor-Brown, who we've just mentioned, they picked the perfect time to attack shortly after the start of the run leg, and they were off. Vicky eventually showed her class and experience in gliding away to take the win in 57 minutes 46 seconds, and was followed not long after by Georgia taking the silver medal. Australia's Ashley Gentle rounded off a solid day's work to sneak in front of Andrea Hewitt in a sprint finish for third to complete the women's podium. The British triathlon squad had based themselves on the Gold Coast for a pre-season training camp since January, so they were clearly well acclimatised by the time race day came around. Vicky Holland said in an interview after her win that she'd done a lot of work on her swim and bike over the winter, but was only at roughly 60-70% to 70% in terms of the volume of running training she's done. She admitted, I didn't think the run would go that well, but I got the bit between the teeth and I thought I'd have a dig and I came out on top. So even though we don't know exactly when her next race might be, with the postponement of almost all sporting events, Vicky's performance bodes well for the future, whether that's in one month, six months, or next year in Tokyo. And in the men's race, Ben Dykstra had a fantastic day out, coming fourth and only just missing out on a podium spot. And finally, in non-coronavirus news, which is always welcome when you're quarantined and desperate for a distraction, South Africa's Richard Murray and Rachel Klammer from the Netherlands, two of the best triathletes in the world, have got married. In a ceremony in the Netherlands earlier this week, the two got hitched and looked as sharp as you would imagine in their wedding pics. Big congratulations to the two of them, and hopefully... Hopefully, the travel restrictions will be lifted soon enough so they can squeeze in a little honeymoon somewhere. This week, in the athletes I am profiling, I want to tell you about two unique, outside-the-box triathletes. Not your typical train-for-the-road, race-on-the-road, do-the-Olympics-only triathletes. I'm talking about two characters who, if you haven't heard of them before, you need to know about them. 
And first up, I want to tell you about Tim Dong. The man who lives by the mantra, train hard, race easy. What a story this guy has. He's a former Olympian, three-time Olympian for Team GB in 2000, 2004 and 2008. He finished with a fantastic top 10 finish in Sydney back in 2000, backed up by a very respectable 14th in Athens. Three consecutive Olympics with a top 10 finish thrown in there. That is handy enough on the biggest stage of all. But that is only scratching the surface of this man. He also set the Ironman world record in May 2017 with a time of 7 hours, 40 minutes and 23 seconds in Brazil. It's bonkers. And it is still, as far as I am aware, unbroken to this day. So that was in May 2017, when things could not have been going better for the guy. Then, in October 2017, while out training on his bike, he was hit by a truck and ended up with a broken neck and was only millimetres away from being left paralysed. It's remarkable that Tim came back to walking on his feet at all, let alone being competitive in the world of triathlon again. But he did because the man is a machine. You can see all about his mental and physical strain that that injury placed on not only him but also his family in the outstanding short film called The Man with the Halo. Massively recommend that. Where basically we find out about how Tim turned down spinal fusion surgery at the top of his spine and instead chose to have this colossal halo device bolted into his skull for three months so that he could eventually heal in such a way to compete at triathlon professionally again. It's excruciating to watch at times, but it's also an incredible testament to one man's commitment to achieving his goals. And without spoiling the film too much, somehow, I have no idea how, but somehow he came back from all that and only one year after that life-changing crash, he started and completed the 2018 Ironman World Championships in Hawaii in 8 hours and 45 minutes. And also ran the 2018 Boston Marathon in under 2 hours 50. Absolutely nuts. Even without his phenomenal return to action post-broken neck, he would have been enough of a legend to merit discussion on here anyway. He turned pro way, way back in 1997. He won the ITU World Championships in 2006 before the Brownlee brothers were even on the scene and is still going strong. Not only does his Ironman world record time still stand, he's knocking insane race times out at the age of 42. And earlier this year, he shared in an interview, I still wake up every day trying to be better than the day before. That keeps me motivated. That keeps me happy. There aren't many characters as big as Tim in the sport and we should enjoy watching him while we have him. Then, the next person I want to tell you about is Flora Duffy. Possibly the most versatile triathlete in the world today. She's the queen of the sport on every possible surface. First of all, she is a cross-country triathlon powerhouse. Xterra is an off-road triathlon series for real hardcore racers involving swimming but then mountain biking and trail running 
and Flora has made this event her own by winning the World Championships five times in 2014, 15, 16, 17 and 19. But before you think that's all she can do, she can also do the job on the road as well and won the ITU Triathlon World Championships in 2016 and 17. And keep in mind that the crucial win in the grand final of that 2016 year was against the awesome Olympic champion Gwen Jorgensen, one of the fastest runners women's triathlon has seen. And Flora found a way to beat Gwen by basically emptying the tank on the bike and leaving Jorgensen and her opponents exhausted behind her. And she, Flora Duffy, won gold medal in the triathlon at the 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast with a sub-30 minute 20k bike leg and a sub-17 5k run in the stifling Australian heat. She also holds a pretty cool record and that is the record for having the largest winning margin in Olympic and sprint distance races in World Triathlon Series history. She's such a tenacious racer and has incredible stamina. You can tell that she's developed serious strength and a tough-as-nails attitude from her cross-country stuff. But despite all that, you won't find many athletes with a smile as wide as hers either. And last but not least, she received an OBE at Buckingham Palace in 2018 as recognition of her efforts in increasing national awareness of the sport of triathlon in her home country of Bermuda. One of the ways she has helped out in Bermuda is by setting up something called the Flora Fund, aimed at helping aspiring Bermudan athletes to achieve excellence. On launching the foundation, Flora said, This foundation is a small start, but I hope to grow it into a meaningful and sustainable community asset that positively impacts the youth of Bermuda. Sport can open doors. It did for me. What a hero. Now, last week, I said that the plan on each episode of this podcast was to give you a big race that you could book into and go out and do before we came back again. Sadly, since the last podcast, the UK has gone into lockdown and there are none. No races whatsoever, not even your local park run. So instead, I want you to get in touch and tell me the most creative idea you've had for staying active while we're all stuck at home. I'm personally just about to head out this evening and try a Strava segment on my bike that a few mates have done earlier today and we're going to compare to see who's top of the league table. That's going to be my one exercise trip of the day. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time behind these doors. So get in touch and prove to me that being indoors for most of each day isn't a barrier to keeping our tri-lives in gear. The email address is trymeariver at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at the handle at trymeariver. Thanks again for joining me for this podcast. I'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, make the most of that one exercise session outside per day. Keep washing your hands, stay at home, save lives and I'll see you soon.